Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the 14th episode of Tender Loving Care, question mark, with your host myself Pauline and my darling Kate. Every week Kate and I break down two shows from the TLC network. The name of the network that I believe for the longest time was an acronym for Tender Loving Care and when I found out that it actually stood for the Learning Channel and I saw the types of shows were on that channel, my deep confusion bred this podcast. Each week Kate and I will randomly select two shows to cover for the next episode by spinning the wheel of shame which has all 113 plus shows that we will be studying kate hello hello (laughs) you know we've made it to 14 and as as we always say i mean decades this podcast will be going on as tlc keeps adding its pile of shit but um i'm very proud we're at 14 love me too it's been going so well I know. So we should say a little, maybe we should start with gratitude. Just want to say thank you to everyone that's listening right now. Everyone that has, um, it's following us on social media. Everyone that has told someone, oh, there's this Yank and a Brit that does this podcast about TLC shows. You should listen to it. Thank you so much. Thank you to um, our friends, family and neighbors and wonderful people that support us and listen to it because it means a lot and Kate and I really love doing this. So uh, thank you. That was nice, right? We start yeah, with gratitude. Yeah, that was... <laughs> right? <laughs> that was very sweet. <laughs> because, you know, the majority of stuff that I say on here is so horrendous <laughs> that we need to just... If I can start with something nice... Yeah, I might. I'll balance. I'll balance. <laughs> exactly. Um, so Kate and I are recording on a different day. Just to give you a little, I like to give our listeners like a little background, a little like, you know, behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, we're recording on a different um, day today. Um, 
and Kate has been moving. So are you, how are you doing with it? Are you sleepy peep? Are you, you got every stuff? Oh God, you told, you text me that you went to Ikea today. I went to Ikea today. My friend, Caitlin, shout out to Caitlin if you're listening, helped me move yesterday because oh, my movers wow. fell through. <gasps> what? And, yeah. Oh shit. We, and then okay, I tried we to- have to discuss that. <laughs> what? Well, they told me earlier in the week that they could do it. And then the next day they said, oh, actually we can't. We don't have availability. And they, it was this company that was like college guys. And so yeah, it was, it was you saying it was really reasonably priced. And then I was trying to find a replacement. Everyone else, it was like $800, $900. And it was, it was such a simple move. And yeah. so I was like, oh, maybe my friend will help me. And so I asked Caitlin and she's like, oh, of course. And oh. I'm on the second floor and it's hot Texas weather. Why is it? I feel like that's always the way. I only ever move when it's boiling hot. It always coincides with a day where you're just dripping in sweat. It was a hundred degrees at least and just tight corners. (gasps) We brought my couch up. It's, it's small. It's like a futon really. And okay. We had to like turn it on its end several times. Pivot, 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 pivot. Yeah, very that. <laughs> and then we we got into my apartment finally and just threw it on the ground. And we we're just like, <gasps> like it was so sweat tumbling off your bodies. It was so intense. I was like, Caitlin, I'm taking you out to a really nice dinner because oh, this was so this... nice of you. <laughs> You're so kind. Caitlin's so kind. But and you're in. You yeah, are so in your house. I'm in. And I've started to, you know, decorate and get all settled. It's just a studio, so it's pretty easy to get it all together, you know. So. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to yeah. be wonderful. Um, yeah. I'm so glad you're in, but I I anticipate that you are pretty exhausted. But you know what? Kate, Kate rallied. Kate didn't put this off. Kate rallied for the pod because that's the dedication that she has. Oh, hang on. And she's holding something up. Is this an alcoholic beverage? Yes. What is this? Mega? Oh, you've got your beer, your local beer. Yes, I've had this before. It's the Austin Beer Works Mega Flora Juicy Double IPA. It's really good. Uh, Kate, we have to get some sponsorship. I realize <laughs> we are not dropping enough names. So we've so, so uh, repeat the company of this company. Austin Beer Works. Austin Beer Works. Mm-hmm. So um, we're going to have to see. If we can just, here's the thing. If we can just get sponsorship from alcohol, we're happy. Like if we could just get, yeah, that that's good because the whole reason Kate and I are doing this podcast is to just obviously uh, benefit our lives with travel and alcohol. Yes. So we've already said everyone that's listening in Switzerland, Germany, Australia, if you're listening, you have offered us a place to stay. So um, when we travel, we now know we have all these places to stay. Um we drink alcohol throughout every podcast that we record. Mm-hmm. We'll start dropping names and and then we can get sponsored by that. So as you know, and then as we move on, Kate, we should really start looking at dropping British Airways. <laughs> Dro- <laughs> dropping airlines. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. you know, we should reach for these big dreams, Kate. Yeah. Reach I, big. I you want know, to be I'm... able to do everything we do for yeah. free. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I agree. It's all about us. Um, and I am currently having, what am I having? Oh, well, I'm having Casamigos. Mm. Um, what am I having? Blanco. And it was on sale at Ralph's. So that was nice. Cause usually it's like 
$80 or something like this for this bottle, but it was down to 40 and I thought, <gasps> ooh, bargain. Um, so this uh, podcast is now sponsored by Casamit. <laughs> it's sponsored by George Clooney and can't remember his name, but it's Cindy Crawford's husband. So both <sighs> of them are sponsoring us. I'll take it. Exciting stuff, Kate. Exciting yeah. stuff. All right. We then should probably, we should probably get on to our shows that we're going to cover. As you know, Wheel of Shame gives us two shows um, each week. And Kate, I think we should, if you're ready, Mm -hmm. we'll dive into the first one. All right. So we talked about the first, uh, you know, (laughs) version of this show. This is kind of a Mm. sequel of sorts. Yes, it is. It is. It's called Return to Amish. Return to Amish finds rebels Abe, Jeremiah, Rebecca, and Sabrina back to face new struggles as they come to terms with the fact that life doesn't get any easier after leaving their Amish community behind. Um, That is basically all just a, a very long wordy euphemism for tlc completely ruined these people's lives so i mean as you are a if you're a regular listener kate i can't remember which episode it was we're on 14 now but whatever one a couple maybe three or four back Mm -hmm. we did um we the wheel of shame gave us uh breaking amish Mm -hmm. so we go back and and have a listen to that i think it was episode 9 10 something like that and we cover that um it was basically a set of Amish and Mennonite kids. There was like um, four seasons. Two of them were concentrated on one group. And then the other ones were like different different members of the Amish and Mennonite society. And then they put, or community, and then they put them in LA and New York <laughs> and said, let's see how you deal with this. Classic TLC. How can we mess these innocent people up as much as possible? Um, so... That yeah. pretty much led them down a path of drugs, alcohol, pregnancies, so, terrible relationships. So much it. So much it. I mean, it's all arrest records. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, we, we covered all that thoroughly. And then we pulled this for the Wheel of Shame. And I think the Wheel of Shame was doing a nice little throwback. It was like, you know what, let's wrap up Amish. Let's wrap it all up. Yeah. So we started, Kate and I once again, um, there were six seasons, so as listeners know, Kate and I will not, we we simply cannot, actually we simply cannot watch six seasons of a reality show. You know, call us lazy, but it's just a lot of time, it's a lot of time, it's a lot of time to do that. Um, And we've learned, we've learned you really don't need to. that's the thing actually that's a much better way to put it we have learned through our copious watching of tlc shows at this point in episode 14 that you don't need to watch every single freaking episode and every single season do first and last so i just texted kate it was like let's do first and last and she was like yep that'll wrap it all up and i can tell you that's all we needed because you have to remember as well guys not only are we watching full seasons but they have like 10 episodes if we're lucky it's sometimes more they're all 40 plus minutes Mm -hmm. i mean it is kate and i will really just have to give ourselves over to this podcast if we decided to watch everything so we're not there yet but once we get the money coming in from george clooney and austin beer company then we're Mm -hmm. good but right now the money isn't coming in for them so we did first and last yeah um 
so really i mean we can kind of go over who they covered it definitely helps if you have um if you want to go back and listen to our episode um of breaking amish because we we kind of go through all the players and these players that were in the first and second season of uh breaking amish are featured in season one and season six so um just to kind of go over who they are for people that do know um we've got abe and rebecca they were a couple that they met um apparently and they got married in the first season of breaking amish but it comes to light that they actually already knew each other and already had a baby with each other it was very it, it was very odd um we're meeting up with them again we meet up with mary and katie ann mary is the older woman um who's kind of like the matriarch in um for all of these people and her daughter katie ann and if you had listened to our previous episode um you will remember the infamous scene of eating the beef out of a jar which continues which continues so there's a lot of nausea from me a lot of nausea um it was <laughs> then we also have kate uh kate was the model she was a um bishop's daughter in the amish community she went to new york in the first season genuinely became an actual paid model not like an instagram model she really is a working model and then we had jeremiah <sighs> yeah kate that was the right that was exactly the right sound Oof. he all I can say is he, the one line that defines who Jeremiah was is question mark in um in his original appearance in the art in the TLC show was he told um another um another person in the show another cast member who was adopted quote even your mother didn't want you so that's really what we have to say about Jeremiah and that other cast member is Sabrina. Now, all of the above people are all Amish. Sabrina was an ex-Mennonite. And Sabrina, as I said on the episode when we first covered uh, Breaking Amish, is Sabrina is someone that is just, and I don't say this lightly, just broken. Just, there is some, and I think the thing that I said is there are some people that, um, the world is very hard for them or, or they can't cope with the world but she just couldn't she just couldn't cope with anything she's she's a, it's a real she's just the world's just been very hard to her i think it was along those lines and we meet her again and there is a lot <sighs> a lot of stuff that's going on with her so kate do you they i think those are all the oh and andrew who left jail and his girlfriend chapel who i have some gossip on so kate i don't know if you want to take us through kind of where we meet them and you know what's going on with them all when we first like get into the first season sure okay so as pauline said i'll start with kate yeah kate is really a sore thumb in this group of sad Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. (laughs) because kate is happy and and flourished thriving in new york city she's she gets to walk in uh new york fashion week yep and um you know whether or not that was staged i don't know because, oh, wow. yeah. well, 
I think Alex McCord from Real Housewives of New York walked in, uh, technically walked in New York Fashion Week. So, yeah. yeah so we see her. <laughs> so. Throwback, bravo. <laughs> so we see Kate meeting with this designer who's inspired by Amish fashion. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, you don't say. What a coincidence. Uh, so she's doing well. She has her own little apartment. Uh, Sabrina... Uh, Sabrina <sighs> is pregnant and yeah, well. the father is not being supportive. She's not in a good place. I mean, she's not. I mean, we should say as well that when we left them in season two of Breaking Amish, because this group, these group, this group only did season one and season two of Breaking Amish. When we left them, they had all kind of done this road trip down to Florida. Once again, go back and listen to our episode. They went down to Florida. There was a whole load of drama. And then some stayed, some parted. And we're meeting them now kind of at the beginning of the epidemic. So um, I think, you know, if it was the epidemic was 2020, this was like, this was, thank we, we kind of see them around Thanksgiving 2019. And as Kate says, you know, you see how Kate's doing, and she's in New York, and she's doing really well. And then the first scene for Abe and Rebecca is that they kind of all went back to Pennsylvania, which is very interesting. Um, everyone apart from Kate, actually, all of them, I think, no, Sabrina was in Florida, but everybody else went back to Pennsylvania where they originally came from. Um, Kate was in New York, Sabrina was in Florida. So Abe and Rebecca, the couple, they were back in Pennsylvania, ex-Amish, and they have a second baby on the way. So she's really about to pop. She's about to have the baby. Um, As Kate said, um, Kate... Wait, wasn't the sixth season at the beginning of the pandemic? Oh, you might be right. Was it? You, yeah. you might actually be right. So, oh yeah, because I the think you're right. Season, they're in Florida. They're going right. to Florida because it's quote you're not right. as bad in Florida. COVID was fine. It, yeah, COVID. There was no COVID. I, I was. What, you're so. I'm so glad you noticed that. Yeah, I didn't write that. You're right. So this the is first like, season is God knows when. Yeah, they must have filmed this like straight. Who knows? But it was Thanksgiving yeah. time anyway in that Anyways, part of the year. Yeah. So first season's um, pre, pre-pandemic. Pre-pandemic. You're right. You're right. So we have um, her, um, uh, Sabrina's pregnant, uh, Rebecca's pregnant, Kate's coming in. Now Mary, who is the matriarch with her daughter, Katie Ann, they had moved down to Florida. Or I, You know, we say moved down. I mean, it was for the cameras and, yeah. you know, whatever. But they'd gone down there to kind of retrieve Abe because Abe is Mary's son um and they'd gone down to Florida and she'd been shunned because of it um so the whole thing is that she's saying let's get everyone sorry it wasn't Thanksgiving it was Christmas she's like let's get everybody together for a Christmas party which is just so obviously staged and TLC-ish but that was the beginning um Kate's opening scene was her modeling underwear um Mary and Katie Ann were getting stuff together for a Christmas party and how they were inviting people to the Christmas party was giving them jars of I don't think it was like beef but it was jars of something with an invitation um disgusting it, yeah it made me it nausea nausea opening scene for jeremiah was so, it it makes me cringe because they want to do this oh he's a bad boy but he's <laughs> kate explain he, he's 
Jeremiah. Explain, Jer- please. Explain. He is like, think of, think of that guy in your class who's just so troubled. He somehow still has sex with every girl. How? And you're like, Ew. why? How? Probably he probably has like a massive dick or something. I don't know, but he's just like Being very kind to him. Yeah, re- there's something. Well, there's so- why? Why? Because he's so just trashy and <laughs> the word is trashy and the word is also i i troubled think just, it's troubled but not even like a sexy brooding way like oh. when i think of like a bad boy from when i was growing up think of jared leto in my so-called life now that that's a bad boy that was a brooding that was someone that completely qualifies jeremiah is someone that got really as we said in the original thing as soon as he left the amish community he got loads of tattoo bad tattoos tribal tattoos that's how you explain him tribal tattoos gauges Mm -hmm. bad piercings Mm -hmm. that's him Mm -hmm. the opening scene oh my god it was so cringy you see him walking into a diner and he just sits down and says i'll have my usual and this waitress who was like 17 gives him the cough a coffee and and he's like she's like oh so and you could literally see her like reading the lines off a board from behind the camera <laughs> like snl so what what are you doing for christmas and he's like oh don't know yet might just be on my own fancy keeping me company gross and she's just like no and then he throws down ten dollars it was so cringy the way they make him out but he's He's not attractive enough to be a bad boy. Let's say that. No. So he's anyway, tragic. That, he's he's tragic. He makes but me then, really sad. He makes me sad. But then we have then we have Sabrina, Kate. Um, yeah. Her opening. She doesn't have at least upside is she doesn't have the bleached hair anymore that was orange, like Katie in Vanderpump Rules season three. Um she things have improved in that regard things have improved she's back to a dark hair but Mm -hmm. she's back in lancaster pennsylvania which she describes as just a black hole and she's pregnant and she looks miserable i mean there is genuinely no other way to describe it she is at the doctor's and she's getting a checkup and she is utterly clueless and by the way so much of this was complete see return to amish and breaking amish had a lot of um a lot of it was very very popular i had a lot a big fan base but it was also um kind of broken down to expose that so much of it was fake like abe and rebecca already knew each other before they filmed the original show they even had a kid together Mm -hmm. um sabrina is here saying oh i'm pregnant i don't know what to do she already had two kids maybe i've got this wrong it's hard with this timeline but anyway the child she's pregnant with eventually gets taken away from her and she has two she's now currently in 2022 she has like five kids but two of them are no longer with her it's just a her family won't speak to her it's very very sad um yeah season one this is her first kid this is her first kid okay okay. and then by the time we get to season six the first two kids 
we'll get to this, but like the first two kids oh. get taken away and she has had a third and she's pregnant with her fourth. Fourth. So, okay, you're right. That's what it is. So this was genuine, but she's there pregnant, Kate. She doesn't know I thought it, a thing. She's like, I thought I thought the baby comes out your belly button or something. And I'm like, like, genuinely, what? that's how she, she, she said before I knew any, like she was having sex and thinking that's what's happened when you have a baby. I mean, she was just... She said some. She was sat there with the doctor, and just talking about um, how much she's like. You know, I've heard people poop when they give birth, and I heard people do all this, and just asking these questions that she was like a, a child. It was. Oh, it was no. really. She goes. I heard someone told me that when you're giving giving birth, sometimes your at, your butthole can fall out. That's it. That's and it. it's like a pink ring flies out and it's like she I was I was like that's what it was. I think she, she was trying that. to describe like a prolapsed oh thing. But Take my nausea, please sorry. my nausea. <laughs> Which a lot Casamigos of... <laughs> won't even help me with this kind of nausea. <laughs> a lot of this ignorance has to do with the lack of education in these communities as they're growing up, of course. But Absolutely. it's also like at this point they've been out for a long time. And like you said, they've been having sex and it's like, it's kind of wild that they don't know these basic things about childbirth and like sex and yeah. stuff. This doctor just had no idea. So anyway, we see all these opening scenes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then it's all about, you know, it's all built up that we're going to have this Christmas party at Mary's house. Abe and Rebecca are local. They're going to come by. Um, Katie Ann is the daughter of Mary, so she's helping getting all the food ready and things like that. Kate is coming in from New York, being successful and being happy and being like well-adjusted, apparently. <laughs> Jeremiah is homeless, uh, flirting with a waitress, and he's he's like so. His whole premise was um, when we went to Florida, um, Mary and Katie Ann just imposed on us and stayed with us. So I'm going to do the same with them. I have nowhere to live. So he comes in and then Sabrina comes in. So they're all having this part, this Christmas together. Um, Jeremiah comes in first and it was so staged. He was like reading the lines as well. Well, you stayed with us in Florida. Time to return the favor. And Mary's like, okay, you can stay with us. And Mary's like an old school Amish woman and it's interesting how she became part of this show she drinks and she went to New York and she went to Florida and she definitely has the urge to see more of the world but she was she said I'm, I'm completely shunned um Kate came in next she just happened to have her um magazines of her just you know un- modeling and underwear which Jeremiah proceeds to look at and go, oh, I'm looking at her in a different way now. I mean, it's as though you're dealing with just a 12... Really hard to watch his scenes. Really hard. He's so immature. So immature. And then, so everyone's there, and then Sabrina comes in. My heart broke for her. She did... Basically, when when she was doing her um, interviews and she was asked about the father of this child, she just, just says, I won't discuss it she looked terrified and clueless about being pregnant and she came in this door to everyone that especially greeting kate who's all tall and thin and living in new york and modeling and sabrina comes in she's like eight and a half months pregnant and she came in and she just completely broke down and it was really sad because she has no one this girl Mm. just has no one and it was really really hard to see she remains my favorite cast member same 
Same. And when we get into season six, there was a lot, a lot that happened. Um, mm. But so, you know, it was it was really, really hard to see that. So we have this whole um, we have this whole Christmas dinner. Right. And I was actually really interested because they were showing like the cakes and little things and traditions that they do for an Amish Christmas. So that to me was really interesting. So that gave me some pounds of learning which we'll get to at the end of the episode but it was really interesting like the little cakes and the chocolate things they make and like the presents they give and all the stuff that they do was really cool so you're seeing them all becoming acquainted again it's christmas day they sit down and then we have someone coming out of jail of course because literally uh sabrina went to jail um jeremiah's definitely been to jail a couple of times uh abe's been to jail like nearly all of them have but this is andrew andrew Andrew. is abe's brother um so mary is the mother of abe and andrew and andrew we saw in um breaking amish um when they were in la and he was just a mess he was an absolute disaster and he ended up in jail at the very end of it so he's been in jail he has a girlfriend called Chapel, who they call English, meaning that she's not a Mennonite, not Amish. And he says he's been to jail, quote, I don't know, four or five times. Um, Chapel has stood by him the entire time. Um, she's from local community, um, apparently just, you know, wants to marry him, wants to be with him. Um, and she had bone cancer. And she said she had bone cancer and that he had stood by her and helped her through it all. So she says, that's why I'm always going to stand by Andrew. Now, here's the drama. Chapel, (laughs) this is a lot, but Jeremiah claims that Chapel tried to sleep with him because this Jeremiah, apparently, Kate, we all want to sleep with him. I don't know if you knew that, but it's the barbed wire tattoos it's the tribal it's everything that we all want to sleep with them so they're going to sit down at the dinner table and um chapel's coming in and jeremiah's like yeah you know uh me andrew hates me and andrew's doing his interview saying if i see that jeremiah i'm gonna fuck him up because he said that my girlfriend wanted to sleep with him but then we also add that andrew slept with rebecca just to just to put this put this all these like red lines together rebecca is his sister-in-law and she admitted to it they apparently got together and slept together did you that was like briefly mentioned did you see that kate well that was a rumor on right it was a rumor yeah but i remember thinking that there had to be something to it because he was so upset like there was so much real emotion I was seeing that I was Mm. like something happened yeah and then yeah it comes up again and it happened she's like oh I don't know it kind of happened and it didn't I don't know she's like a horrible character as well oh her hair her (laughs) hair her face her everything she's a miserable yeah horrible so we're walking in to a dinner party dinner party a christmas dinner where we have abe and rebecca rebecca has slept with her husband's brother mm-hmm. and then we have the brother's girlfriend chapel who apparently tried to sleep with jeremiah so they come in late andrew and uh chapel and of course the fight breaks out and then you have um 
uh what's her name rebecca going oh i'm gonna i'm gonna go into labor i'm gonna go to she was having like braxton hicks or whatever that is like false labor yeah and what was in chapel yeah oh sorry well chapel what sets jeremiah off is chapel brings up his kids because he says that she is uh an immature baby or something and then she goes well you're you're not even taking care of your kids or something like that and Mm -hmm. he's like that was what i said about this whole thing no one's gonna bring up my kids yep and he storms out and it's and then you have mary and um what's the dad's name oh the dad we finally see mary's husband which we didn't see he is um we'll get to him because i know i have him written somewhere but yeah we finally see um (laughs) see him we hadn't seen him before but he's he's interesting looking he is interesting looking <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, just just slipping that in just slipping that in um but you're right so jeremiah explodes and by the way just f- this is what we forget he has like three kids by somebody else you forget because mm-hmm. he never really talks about the kids. You never no. see the kids. And he acts like a complete fool all the time. And so it's crazy that he has chill. Like, that was a completely fair thing for her to say, honestly. Oh, completely. <laughs> completely. And, he just and he's just like, yeah, and he's like to the producers or whoever's out there, probably Jeff the PA, <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. And throwing his mic pack. And it's just like, you don't mention my kids. And all these people that love to go, don't mention my kids. No how about you be a good parent and then you have nothing to worry about about discussing your kids how about that "Hmm, i wonder why this is a touchy topic for you i wonder why oh it's because you're a complete deadbeat with no job living out of your car and you fathered kids that you no longer have anything to do with got it check 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 (sighs) come for me jeremiah okay so um (laughs) so he'll probably think i fancy him i don't fancy you jeremiah um (laughs) So anyway, uh, we see this, he storms off and then Rebecca's like, uh, uh, I'm going into labor. And one of the Amish traditions, which I thought was fascinating was get her a comb, get her a comb because like to brush your hair, because the Amish believe you, you, if you squeeze a comb in each hand, it will help with labor pains. And it makes sense in that you're basically dive. It's like, let's start amputating your ankle so you'll be concentrating more on that pain than you will on labor pains it's kind of the less severe version of that yeah so it kind of makes sense but um they were doing that and then um oh i also want to mention how horrible rebecca is she still hates kate because she's insanely jealous of her Mm -hmm. um and rebecca saw sabrina who came in like with her head hung low and just so so sad about being pregnant and being where she is rebecca goes quote oh she's huge i just she's just such a horrible person this rebecca. and i just feel like no one pulls her up on it she yeah. sleeps with her husband's brother she's terrible to everyone she's super mean and no one pulls her up on anything i don't get yeah. it she's like stassi schroeder of this cast yeah like that's so complimentary well i'd pull that bitch up on a lot so um anyway so anyway we have her going into labor she doesn't actually go into labor um jeremiah's pissed off um sabrina's just crying because of her life 
Um, Christmas is ruined. Christmas is ruined, essentially. Um, so that was that. And then what... I literally have notes, I think, just on that first episode. What else happens in season one? Uh, so... The next thing that kind of happens is we have Mary and Katie Ann Mm -hmm. going on this, you know, very set up trip to New York City. And they're kind of, they're flashing in between Kate going on these interviews for Fashion Week and having this really hectic, amazing week in her career and then you have these two coming up from the country Mm. and they show up and they're walking around the city do you know kate do you know kate literally stopping people in the street do you know kate that's near her apartment building do you know kate i mean um moss like what do you yeah and they finally get someone to lend them their phone and they call kate and she's like uh, hi, yeah, it's a really busy week. And Mary's like, well, we're in this city. Can we come stay with you? Oh, and God. Kate's like, I-, I-, I guess. And so then they go and stay with her, and mm. she is introducing them to vegetables and hummus. Oh, don't, and don't, don't, don't. <laughs> it was, it, these scenes, I mean. She takes you know, her when, to the parties. Remember the scene? So, okay, I have to talk about this whole... This was, like, a really big part of this season for me. So, it's New York Fashion Week. They're staying with Kate in her tiny apartment. And it's the night of or night after. There's, like, an after party for the fashion for the fashion Kate, show. Kate, I literally just had to show. Kate, Kate is going to tell us this entire story. And I just grabbed the bottle of sponsored by Casamigos um, to just add to my add to my little margarita here because I need a little touch more while you go ahead with this, Kate. Uh, so I'll be opening the bottle. You go ahead. Drink up. So they are getting ready and uh, Kate is modeling all these outfits for Katie oh Ann. Oh and first of all, we have to describe Katie Ann. Yes. Yes. Before I go on, because the the story will have more impact if if we describe Katie Ann is very much attached to her mother's hip, very, very sheltered, very quiet, hasn't had a chance to grow a personality really because she's Mm -hmm. in this very sheltered community and she doesn't get to speak for herself a lot and... So she, how else, what else would you say about her? She's, she's very, she's mousy, she is, she remembers she is the sister of Abe and Andrew, which Mm -hmm. who have been in prison and who have been, you know, arrested for this and gone onto these wild ways. And she is not outgoing and not considered very pretty. So she becomes obsessed with Kate and she um obsessed with her and of course she's at an age where her mother is saying you need to find uh you need to find a husband she's 19 i think at this point yeah so she's old in the community right an old maid so they're getting out to they're getting ready to go to this party but katie ann can't go because she's not 21 yet and so 
uh, Kate's modeling all these outfits. Katie Ann's like, oh, no, too revealing, too revealing. So finally, mm-hmm. they settle on a dress, and they head out, and they get a limo. And so Done. Mary and Kate are in this limo, and Mary's like, ooh, I've always wanted to try champagne. And so they're drinking champagne, they're bumping music. Mary's leaning out the window. She keeps, she keeps, she keeps yelling out the window, I'm in New York! And it's just like, oh, God. And she's it's like, I hope Katie Ann's okay. This is the longest she's ever been by herself. And they've yeah. been gone for like half an hour. Yeah. She's just not left alone at night at all. Yeah. I know. So they go to this party and it cuts back to Katie Ann. Katie Ann is like, I'm really excited because I've never addressed English before. And Don't. I just really want to be like Kate. Love Kate. Love Kate. She starts single white female style. Yeah. 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 It's like a close up of her putting on, just rubbing on Kate's lipstick. And putting her- on her tights and like mm-hmm. all her clothes, going through her wardrobe, putting it on. I'm surprised she didn't put her knickers on. I don't know. She may have. There's lost put- footage of her sniffing them, I bet. Yes. Yeah. And putting tights on and her shoes on and the clothes on. It was a lot. And you know what? This is one of the scenes that I don't think was faked by TLC. Let's just say that. I think they were like, keep rolling. Keep rolling. She's going to do it. She's going to do it. It was... It creeped me out. It was really creepy. And then it was was so um, anticlimactic because she ended up just going then and sitting on the sofa. (laughs) She was all like dressed up with makeup on and she just sat on the sofa. Pulls up a magazine. In Kate's clothes. Yeah. And I was like, um... Cut back so, to, cut, well, then they're partying yeah. and oh. Mary, okay, I have thoughts about Mary. I feel like okay. what she is, I think she is just play, doing Amish cosplay at this point. Like she's not, right. she's, well, she's at a club. She's taking shots, drinking, I know. she's dancing mm. with men. She's like swearing and mm. I just am like. I don't know. I got this feeling like she is loving being a reality star. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. She's... I, I think that's true. She... I think that's true. I do also think that perhaps for her, it does the most realistic of everyone. Maybe I'm being naive. Shows how they grapple with wanting to do something with your life and being stuck in that Amish community. Because, I mean, Mary's probably in her, what, 50s or something Mm -hmm. and film crew comes along starts filming her son she's in on it starts experiencing this experiencing this life and she never did for 40 something odd years or 50 odd years so i think that it's like her rum springer i think it's her it's it's her doing this in her 50s um but I think what you're saying is right because she goes home and it's not like she's like, oh, it was all terrible and I hated it. She's like, it was good. I still have vodka here. I'm doing a vodka every night. Right. And yeah. Yeah. At, at some point during this season, they're asking her like, well, would you still be Amish if dad wasn't? And mm. and it kind of seems like if her husband decided to leave the community, she would too. You know, she would... She'd be like, yeah, let's just, and she's very, she's very much, um, I thought it was really nice that she's always saying, I will never abandon my children. I will always have a relationship with them no matter what they decide to do. 
Yes, absolutely. Because a lot absolutely. of the parents completely... Oh, I mean, they completely shun them. Yeah. It really is a shunning. It really is. And in this season, we see her getting her and her husband being shunned from uh, by the bishop. And the husband makes an appearance, which is so odd because we never saw him at all in the previous um, season. So he does come on camera. There are some things he won't talk about the shunning by the bishop. But these... Uh, this is the thing that you don't we can't really judge we're going well are they then just a complete um anomaly and if they're the only people in the amish community that the elders that would be on camera and do this but perhaps a lot of others would if they were given the opportunity um but they're so ingratiated with their community and the rules and fear of the bishop that this is a genuine a genuine uh portrait of the elders that want to kind of rebel as well and they're going on national television i mean it's not like a mild i mean these are people that don't even have baby photos because right they can't they can't it's devil's work to have to take a photo but then that kind of makes sense. We, as reality TV aficionados, understand what it means to be on reality TV. But that then kind of plays into what we're saying because they're so ignorant. They have no idea what reality TV is. They have no idea that TLC comes in and edits the shit out of everything, films what they want, portrays them however they want, and then puts it on television to millions of people. So they could definitely have approached it innocently of like, they didn't even know what television, I mean, they know what it is, but they don't experience it. I agree with that for Breaking Amish, but not for Return oh, to Amish. Oh, true. That's true. Because at this point, That's true. they know about That's it. True. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But you're right. She definitely wants to. She's love it. She she's enjoying the camera. I mean, she's <laughs> she's, she's happy with it. All. Yeah. Um. So then, what else happens? So Rebecca has the baby. Sabrina has her baby. They bitch about um, Kate a lot. What? Well, oh yeah, Kate. Um. Jeremiah, what happens with him? Hmm. Does he just keep doing? The, I can't even remember. I don't even know what happens that season with him. I think it's. I think it's him going back and forth. That's what it is. It's him going back and forth, but actually going back to being Amish. He's oh, like, should right. I go back? That's what it is. And the thing with him is, he's one person where I think it would actually do him a lot of good. Not because I think he needs religion so much, but he needs structure. He needs structure. Because his what, childhood was so yeah. turbulent and yeah. Because what we want, we'll discuss in season six, like I know we've already spent a long time on this, but um, in season six is that both Jeremiah and Sabrina were adopted into Mennonite and Amish families and they have a massive amount of um, baggage that they deal with wanting to know, you know, who their family was and why they were given up and everything, which we will get into with Jeremiah because that is a let's just go door okay so just to sum up i want there is one important thing i just want to put into um season one that ends it um season one we don't we go to i know kate and i just skipped to season six but we don't see ava and rebecca again um they're kind of gone andrew ends up marrying chapel oh claim okay chapel claims that her cancer has come back okay um they end he ends up proposing to her you know you see her having a hard time getting the wedding dress and things like this Mm -hmm. 
and we never see her again so season six comes we never see her again kate does all the research on starcasm the great sites i decided to just google her and i don't want to say i went to i don't know if i went to daily mail heights but there was something i went to that i read uh chapel went chapel and andrew kind of disappeared she had claimed that she had stage four lung cancer now unfortunately i have experience with when a doctor says to you stage four not personally but family when someone stage four you don't come back from you just the majority especially lung cancer you don't come back from that and she claimed she had that and they got married i started googling her well chapel has a little bit of a history as in that she was arrested on a massive 24 person drug ring um she was arrested for supplying clean urine for people to um to pass drug tests she was also part of a drug bust possession with intent to distribute and apparently she never had cancer (gasps) i'm so glad i shocked you i didn't know if you knew this kate i as we say we never discuss before the pod hashtag save for the potty yeah i didn't do my usual research this week because i was busy moving you see all her mug shots she was in the you've got to to watch this uh listeners you see her and she's just this you know this poor woman that has had cancer and is currently being re-diagnosed i don't know if she originally did have cancer we don't know that but she was re-diagnosed with stage four lung cancer she gets married she's very weak she's kind of dealing with everything she's supporting her husband she's this good girl no she was in a drug bust clean urine supplying it to all these these people that had to get to their probation officer she had all this drug paraphernalia she was like sentenced to god knows how much but she was charged with everything and she's vanished so because i started googling like how is her health and everyone was like she didn't die she disappeared (gasps) yeah that is shocking it's so shocking if you watch it because because you see her and everyone has sympathy for her yeah and i remember i remember now like the end of the last episode of season one of return it's the wedding and who is it one of the other girls is Mm. in their confessional and they're like you know what whether chapel lives or she dies she rebecca yeah she she has um really done something with you know inspiring people to live their life and um like it's this big inspirational speech she's giving about like oh chapel what a great person and apparently you read any everything and that was not a truthful diagnosis that's just what i read yeah but it's the girl was getting arrested left right and center the bone one must have been true though that's right? what i'm thinking i mean because she's hobbling she can... because she has i i would i wouldn't doubt that i've no well i mean we have a reason to doubt it but i wouldn't just because i think that she you know she claimed that he was there when she was going through chemo and helping her with everything which is very very plausible absolutely um and it's fantastic that she survived bone cancer because a lot of people don't um but according to what i read the majority of public opinion is that that was falsified oh and she was also on a lot a lot of charges 
for drug mm. possession, paraphernalia, 27-person bust. That's what I have here, 27-person drug bust. She was involved in that. That's wild. And you can't find anything. I was Googling, like, uh, it's not Abe, it's Andrew and Chapel, and you can't find anything about them anymore. Oh, and listeners, Andrew, by the way, her husband mm. and uh, the brother of Abe, Abe mm-hmm. is scary. He has yeah, he is. He is. really, really bad anger issues. Yeah. The whole premise, his whole storyline this last episode is that he didn't get a shirt for his own wedding and so he's he's speeding to walmart and he has a producer in the car and he is like running up on people riding their ass you know behind their car he's screaming what the fuck how do you drive and the producer you hear the producer like oh god yeah (laughs) and he was when he was in la you just it was bubbling it was seething and by the way he's been in jail as i say four to five times yeah I mean, he's a Jax. He is a Jax. It was just like an Amish Jax. And, that and when we s- say that, that's thrown back to Bravo, <laughs> Vanderpump Rules. And that made me sad too at the beginning of the season with Chapel because she's like, you know, I wouldn't really be yep. giving him another yep. chance, but yep. he, w- he helped me when yep. I was ill. And I'm like, oh, yep. Chapel. Oh my God. I know. So anyway, I wanted to throw that, but we have spent nearly an hour discussing season one. So listeners, I'm sorry, let's get on to season six. Kate, do you just want to do a brief of what happens in season six? We have some people remaining, some people not from the Mm -hmm. first season. Yeah, so um, everyone's going back to Sarasota, Florida to film, and they're all saying quote unquote, because the virus is not as bad down there. And it's like, it's worse down there, but okay. Jeremiah, Jeremiah, Sabrina. Yeah. Um, there's a new older woman, Ada. Ada, exactly. And um, she, we find out last season had a, like season five, had a donut making business with Jeremiah. Yes. And now she has her own housekeeping business. She seemingly has this really nice house in Florida. I know. I was like, yeah. what? Um, and then we have these two new girls, Rosanna and Maureen. Yes. Who are just now leaving the Amish community and they're younger. Yes. Um, and so let's see. So we have no, we have no Abe and Rebecca. No. We have no Kate. None of these people are left over. So from the original as... No, Andrew. So it's Kate. Yeah, because they're on the run somewhere. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so we just have Sabrina and we, we go into it. They're all going down to Florida to be with this woman. And as Kate said, we didn't watch season five. So we don't really know the transition of who this Ada woman is. But she's taken over from Mary. And by the way, I would imagine when I watch this that Mary was probably upset. She's not the matriarch anymore. TLC has gone. Fuck that. Like we have a new one. Um, yeah. Her reality TV, she's just now shunned from the community and she didn't even get any more TLC money. But um, Ada is old order Amish, but she is like Mary in the sense that she says all of these kids are like my family. Mm -hmm. Um, So Sabrina, we open up with Sabrina and her boyfriend Jethro, who is also ex-Mennonite, and she's pregnant again. And what we found out from season one to season six, she's on her fourth kid. She says, the last time you saw me, I had just suffered a miscarriage. She was addicted to heroin. She went, she got the miscarriage, or she had suffered the miscarriage, went to rehab, met God, who she said is a woman, 
got a new boyfriend named Jethro, had another kid, and is pregnant again. So per season is probably a year if we're lucky, like maybe a little bit more, 18 months, something like that. So from season one to season six, this girl's had a, had two kids that have been taken away from her, battled a heroin addiction, went to rehab, had a miscarriage, and now is and then had another kid and is now pregnant with another kid. Yes. And you're just like, wow, I thought my life was dramatic. Apparently, I am very, very boring. When you put your life in the scheme of some others, you just go, I have a very boring life, apparently. And when we say she just had a kid, her kid, her kid is a baby. And she's, mm-hmm. she, they're in their confessional, her and Jethro, her boyfriend. And she's like, he just can't keep his, he can't keep his hands off me. And he's like, she walks around the house with no... With a shirt on and no underwear, like Winnie the Pooh, apparently. And uh, it's no, just... It was just... It was... It, it was... That was a throwback, by the way, for it to um, the man with the 80-pound groin. Because um, <laughs> you quite you said that he was like Winnie the, Winnie Pooh, the Pooh, walking around just with a shirt on, yep. no underwear. Yep. So, yep. guys, if you haven't listened to it, go back to our episode uh, 11 of The Man with the 80-pound groin. Um, so, you're right. So, we see Sabrina, and she has this boyfriend. So, you're kind of happy shot you're completely shocked but happy that she got over this addiction sad she's lost his two kids maybe she's with this guy that's okay she's on to the second baby jeremiah now now oh. i'm gonna say his story in season six is unbelievable so yeah. he's married to this woman called carmella who basically who looks i would say Okay, I would say maximum is 34. And she says, to, in a confessional, I have four kids and I'm a grandmother. Oh, I miss that. She's a grandma. She's, she is not, no way 40. No. I would, I would, if she was 35, I'd be shocked. I thought and she I'm was like, like 27 or something. She's a grandmother. I honestly, I couldn't, and they both work at the airport. Jeremiah has a job and you're kind of like, oh shit, okay, he's got a wife. I know he was married before and he has all these other kids. Um, he's taken on, who knows how many kids, um, with her and they both work at the airport and immediately you go into Carmela saying that they nearly got fired or he put, he was put on some kind of suspension because he got in a fight with a co-worker at the airport because one of them chatted to her and Jeremiah's like, it was the best job I ever had. I don't know. And they're all like the, um, the epidemic is, or the pandemic is getting really out of control. Let's all go to Florida. And of course, Jeremiah's anti-mask. Some guy, Jeff the PA, Jeff the PA came out. Yep, he's playing. He's playing a random passerby who goes, "Hey, put on a mask." Yeah, yeah. They get out of the airport in Sarasota, or God knows where they are in 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 Florida, and someone just walks past, like, "Put on a mask, asshole," or something. And we knew it was Jeff. Like, Kate and I now know how to spot Jeff the PA. Oh, yeah. So versatile, such great theatrical training. He can just turn out a character, whether it's a stripper in Georgia or whether it is some angry um, person in Florida. He can do it all. He's the Jeff. He's the Daniel Day-Lewis of TLC. He, <laughs> he, he gets really method with it. Yeah. He, he didn't drink Jeff. anything but monsters for... <laughs> yes. Jeff 
the PA, as it's Kate just said so eloquently, is the Daniel Day-Lewis of reality TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is outstanding and still getting paid yep. $200 a day. Yep. But I mean, we he's just amazing. Um, so anyway, the, so then it's kind of the premise that they're all coming down to Florida. Sabrina pregnant with the kid, with her boyfriend, Jeremiah with his wife, coming down to Ada's house who owns a house in Florida. Maureen, who is, um, I think they're all like eight, Maureen and Rosanna, these two new kids and they're like 18, 19, Mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. Maureen is a teacher in one of the schools in the Amish community and she said she was always made fun of because she's a little bit chubby and she says she wants to explore the world Her she's in love with a amish taxi driver so this is interesting and adds to the pounds of learning when you're in the amish community you have ex they obviously go in buggies everywhere but when they need to be in a car they have an ex amish that has like a car that's like a taxi so they will call an ex amish and this guy was named daniel kate what he's very handsome viewers you i mean listeners you heard that you heard that and viewer if we had viewers you would have seen that um daniel appears and there seems to be once again this is coming from an english person some some issue with the teeth or some issue around that area and then we hear a horrific story from maureen who is so she's in love with Daniel, right? This taxi driver. She's like, I'm in love with him. Like, I just think he's amazing. I want to marry him. And by the way, when he was 18 months old, he drank Drano. So that's why his face is all messed up. And you're like, oh. It does remain the- functional. <laughs> it remains functional. But the poor man, apparently the the um, doctors said that they could do plastic surgery on him because drano ate away his entire like lips and i mean it's really he was 18 month old baby it's horrific to think about and they didn't do it the amish as per maureen the amish said well this is god's will that he drank drano at 18 months old so not surprising that he left that community (laughs) yeah poor man but anyway he um but Maureen's in love with them, which mm-hmm. is really kind of beautiful. And you see them and he's like, um, so Rosanna is re- actually Rebecca's cousin. So even though Rebecca isn't featured, Rebecca's cousin, she had her teeth all pulled out at 16. But that's another thing. Um, so Maureen and Rosanna are like the young kids. Um, Daniel drives them all the way down to Florida. Um, in Florida, because, Maureen is... Wait, he drives them to the airport and then they have yeah. this huge scene of them in the airport Just... discovering the escalator, discovering the hand dryers. And then they go up to the counter and they're like, two tickets to Florida, please. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, okay, can I get your driver's license? And they're like, we don't have IDs. We don't yeah. have driver's licenses. We have a social security card. He's like, how'd you get that without a license? Anyways, so then, yeah, they call the guy and they drive down. So that's kind of like a road trip thing. But um, they end up going down there and she's like, I'm in love with him. And then you have, well, the, the first night Rosanna has, literally she looks like she's going into a having a fit because she's so overcome by everything. Plus she's in Florida weather, which is this humid, muggy full of mosquitoes like she just has this complete fit and these i think she was like dehydrated and having a panic attack essentially Mm -hmm. the ambulance comes this is all covid time 
anyway, we see Maureen and Roseanne and their whole kind of arc is that they're young and they're just, just doing everything that all the previous people did, discovering becoming English and trying on the clothes and everything like that. And um, Rosanna gets angry at Maureen because she's so in love with Daniel. Um, Rose- Dan, they... Is it, yeah. is it just me or is Rosine, Rose- Roseanne <laughs> right in how, love? How, how are you doing, Kate? How are you doing? <laughs> is Rosanna in love with... Maureen. Yes, exactly. Yep, thank right? you. I was just waiting for you to finish that. Yep. Rosanna's completely in love with Maureen. Um, Maureen even insinuates... I don't know if... Well, it's not that hard to catch, but... Um, they go and get bikinis uh, their first time they wanted to get bikinis and Rosanna is very very slim uh, Maureen says you know she's chubby and um, the the person that was helping them with bikinis she's Maureen was like oh she's paying so much attention to Rosanna and Rosanna loves it I've never she kept saying I've never seen Rosanna light up so much when talking to someone so there was this constant insinuation that Rosanna was gay Mm-hmm. But they never really said it. She goes on a date with a guy, and he's <gasps> he is a dream. I thought he was. Oh, he's hello. We we lived in L.A. and dated. Like we know what bad dates are. This guy was respectful and nice, and took her like. And she's actually so angry at this guy for finding her attractive. She, he okay. They go mini golfing. Someone yeah. makes fun of her for her outfit because because these yeah. two young girls they're wearing the traditional Amish garb pretty much the whole season until the last episode, and so she's getting made fun of. He stands up for her, and then they have this very sweet date. And towards the end, he's like, "Could I? Can I kiss you?" Yeah, and she gets so uncomfortable, she, like. <sighs> She's just like, I mean, Ugh, no. Visceral, yeah. And then she's telling Sabrina about it later, and she's like, yeah. he was just a creep, and he wasn't attractive at all. He was gross, and he was just like, he was fat, and he, he was, was just, fat. He was not fat. The most horrible thing she said about this boy. And he and was, was like so a 19 year old nice. college student that was just like, oh, I want to take you on a date. Do you mind if I kiss you? And when she said no, he goes, oh, I feel really badly about asking. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. He goes, I hope she gives me another chance. And, you know, <laughs> I'd, I would never want to, uh, you know, insult her. And I want to be like, let me tell you about my dating experiences, <laughs> love. And then you'll get the shock of your life. He asked you um, if you want to kiss you. <laughs> I know, seriously. just stick his tongue in your mouth. Yeah. It was, um, I, I don't know what's going on there, but I think there will be some things revealed. Let's say that. Yeah. Um, but um so i'm trying to think what else happened with them so then maureen gets together with daniel and they have their first kiss which is probably one of the most disgusting horrendous things you've ever seen in your entire life tlc films it all maureen doesn't know how to kiss um he's drank drano and so they're just like i don't know how to describe it kate they're wagging each other's tongues in their mouth it's it's really odd and really bizarre and really uncomfortable the tongues are sticking out and the tips of them are flicking each other up and down i I can't i can't and then you know the the perfect line is oh that escalated quickly because the next scene you see maureen's like i'm gonna go and have sex with him i'm losing my virginity and then she comes home in the morning and everyone's like it's horrible you have rosanna and you have sabrina waiting up this is all in Laura, I don't know whether I think they're back in Pennsylvania due to the to the um, pandemic, yeah. and Sabrina's like, "Oh, did you just have sex? Did you just lose your virginity?" 
and she's like, oh, I don't want to talk about this. And they're like, yeah, come on, talk about it. Tell me what it was like. All on camera. It was well, horrible. I thought Sabrina was being kind of like older sister about it. It was Rosanna that was awful. But Rosanna. It was Rosanna was She's awful. in love with her. And Sabrina even says in her confessional, she's like, she sounded like a jealous boyfriend. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. Rosanna has a lot to deal with with her sexuality. And Let's she, say that. And um, she goes, oh, you stink. Do you smell that, Sabrina? You stink. You need to go shower. Go wash your hands. It was horrible. Like, it was so dark. I know. And I was like, of course, TLC, keep rolling. Keep rolling. Like, keep oh, filming. This is the good but it one. really was very uncomfortable. Yeah, it was weird. Um. And in the end, uh, I think, does he ask her to marry him? I don't know. Well, I don't, I don't know. Who so. cares? But the ba- main thing, the only thing we're going to end this on is Jeremiah. Yes. I'm going to go back to Jeremiah. Yes. So all of this is, quite, well, first of all, you know, before I do Jeremiah, because that really is the like dessert, yeah. let's do the main meal. And that's Sabrina. Mm. <sighs> She's pregnant. She has the second baby or, f- well, her fourth, but the second with Jethro. She finds out. This piece of shit has been messaging multiple women sexually. Multiple. His response is not one of piety, is not one of uh, pleading forgiveness. He simply goes, oh, are we going to start on this again? He is horrific and then walks out the door. She has two children and he just goes, I need time to myself. And once again, I just put here, poor Sabrina dumped and abandoned again. She's I beat a heroin addiction. She has had two of her children taken away from her. Her family doesn't really talk to her, support her. No. And no. she has two babies under the age of two. Yep. Yep. And he goes, oh, all you do is nag me. You never yep. talk to me. Da, 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 yep. da, da. And it's like, oh, is this hard for you? I'm sorry. It was horrendous. This woman was just being beaten down verbally on television. Then he's like, I need a break. By the way, I love how all these men just decide that they need a break. Right? They, they need to step away. Oh. Well, how fortunate for you. Because you know that, uh, I mean, you can't have a break apparently with your children or having any responsibility. No, 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 no. You just need to walk away and get your own time and own head together. It, Kate, it made my blood boil. And you saw this poor girl that has just gone through life feeling completely abandoned her entire life from her adoption issues, being part of a community that just completely shunned her. And once again, this man is just like, see ya. And then what happens? She gets back with him. So she gets back with him at the end. So that was her kind of situation. But Jeremiah, now guys. Oh my God. So he has decided, as we said, he was adopted like Sabrina was. So he's determined to go and find out about his family. He meets a man that he, to keep this very, very short, as short as we can, he finds a man that he believes is his father. This man was married to his mother. When his mother got pregnant, she was married to this man, and he left. And Jeremiah meets him and says, I think you're my dad. 
because she got pregnant around the time she was, you know, she was married to you and then you left. And he's like, I'm very sorry about everything. I know you're my son. I want you to be part of my life. I want all of this. Um, he was lovely, I thought. He was a very nice man. Yeah. What And Jeremiah changed. That's all we, All I can say is that this was a completely different person than he was in any previous seasons. All the shit we've spoken about him was true, by the way. It was true. But um, he just seemed to feel some type of belonging mm-hmm. and it made him happy and it made him become a nice person yep. so they decide to do a dna test and the, the father's like look i know you're mine but if you want to do it let's do it mm-hmm. they do it the man is not his father but he has the name of who his father is now keep keep stay with us here listeners his actual father is his mother's brother-in-law so let's just get this straight we've got jeremiah his mother was married to a man who left when she was pregnant her she had a sister who was married jeremiah's mother slept with her sister's husband got pregnant her sister then murdered her husband which is jeremiah's father in his sleep let that sink in so jeremiah not only finds out that this man he likes is not his father that his real father is actually dead and that he was conceived from his mother having an affair with her sister's husband who she ended up killing just horrid i i was like he never had a chance he never had a chance dude he really didn't and pretty much everyone's dead and it was rough but his wife even though she's like 34 and a grandmother so that's a lot of choices um but she is very caring and she's quite an articulate woman and is very emotionally uh sensitive she really is emotionally very very good to him she's a catch jeremiah for him i think yeah Yeah. i thought he he's very lucky like he met someone great Mm -hmm. um so we don't want to leave you listeners on a on such a bombshell but we had to leave that as the last part of breaking amish um let's give it ratings kate so we can the dust can settle Mm -hmm. i mean what rating and you know we've spent near we've spent over an hour discussing this so we really it was a lot but there was a lot that went on so kate kind of what are you thinking here when it comes to pounds of learning I'll be honest, I gave this a lower score than I'm going to give it now, just because okay. after talking about it more, yeah, I realized that I I did like it and get more out of it than I thought I did. Um, okay. So I'm going to give it, and remember listeners, this is on a scale of zero to 600, which right. is based on one of the network's most popular shows, My 600 Pound Life. That's where I pulled that number from. And it gives us a wide range and uh, it's pounds of learning. So I'm going to give it 218. 
218. Mm-hmm. I give it 234. Yeah, we're very close. Yeah. Very close on that. Okay. I mean, we learned that Chapel is apparently a drug runner. Mm-hmm. Um, we learned a lot about just Jeremiah. I, th- I There was a lot we learned in this. So family dynamics. Family dynamics. And you know what? I th- We can also give it, we can also close this chapter on Amish. There is no other spin-offs that... <laughs> I know of. So we're kind of finished with the whole Amish chapter now, Kate. True. Yep. So we're done. We're done, guys. Um, I was obsessed with the Amish. I always will be. Um, But I got a good insight in everything that we've covered. I think this is a good time for a break. So why don't we take a break and uh, we will be right back. Oh, hello. It's Pauline again. And I am slotting in here between two very important points being made to hawk some of my merch. Hooray! Okay, this will only take a minute. You are obviously a fan of the absurd if you're listening to this. So I'm sure you have a small place in your heart for the gloriously absurd Real Housewives franchise on Bravo. I've created a line of the snarkiest notebooks you will find based on the Real Housewives of New York. They are available on Etsy. Link to my store is in the show notes. Okay, I finished hawking. Back to the show. Okay, and we are back. So let's go on to our second show. Our Wheel of Shame took us last week from Return to Amish to Extreme Couponing. There's saving a few dollars here and there by clipping coupons. And then there's the super couponers profiled in this program. They share why they are so driven by finding the best deals and show the amazing ways in which they collect coupons, including one woman who sifts through dumpers for the... Okay, I'm going to redo that. Got to redo. Sorry, Kate. Got to redo. I'm trying to do my dramatic, dramatic reading and I fucked it up dumpers basically okay kate pretend that didn't happen listeners pretend that didn't happen let's go again (laughs) including one woman who sifts through dumpsters for them ha their shopping skills are first rate as well using those clippings to stockpile thousands of dollars in merchandise for a fraction of the cost riveting i can't wait till i i just can't wait until i start getting my first voiceover gigs because people need to hire me maybe just tlc needs to hire me for any type of voiceover for their shows it would be great my narration would be outstanding for these morons (laughs) so as we said the show is extreme couponing Mm -hmm. once again my notes on this are just billions of episodes which is not hyperbole I mean, somewhat. Um, so I text Kate and we don't discuss the pod, but I said, dude, we, we can't watch any of this. So all of this. So we're watching four episodes. So we went through and we picked four episodes that we thought kind of really established what this shit show was about. Um, so we picked season one, episode one. We wanted to go original. And the fact that one of these so they have two people each episode two people each episode they profile mm-hmm. one of these was tiffany and the other one was j apostrophe a i m e she pronounces it jamie but all i saw was jamey because chris lily is a genius chris lily is one of my um one of my comedy heroes going back to summer heights high going back to mr g um he is everything to me so all i saw was jamae wait 
pause really quick have you listened to the jamay podcast i know that he's doing that and i have not i must admit how it's is that so funny i played in the car it and is I good okay up. yeah i'm obsessed with him he is an absolute first of all he's a musical genius he's a phenomenal pianist he's oh. a phenomenal writer he's everything if you don't know summer heights high then you know nothing about chris Lee. When he, the character of Mr. G was one of the most genius characters he's ever created. All of them are fantastic. Mm -hmm. And any, he does, very rarely he does um, uh, interviews. Whenever I've seen him, he's, he's just such a shy, shy man, which just makes him even more endearing because he really just envelops and becomes these characters. He's a fascinating guy. So I love you, Chris Lilly. I love you also sponsored by chris lee <laughs> um so so when i saw jamai i was thinking it was all about don't be such a fucking bitch but <laughs> um i thought i could use oh yeah <laughs> god damn so i thought i could use my accent throughout but alas she pronounced it jamie listen guys i mean we really don't need to talk a lot about this you can imagine what it is if you don't i mean you don't need to have watched any of these shows to know that there are maniacs out there that spend copious amounts of hours finding coupons cutting them out to get savings now you think well look if you're on a budget that completely makes sense got it you know people have lost their jobs they there is a really hard time trying to find you know to pay groceries and pay stuff like that i i completely understand it makes sense Mm -hmm. but then there's greed then there's greed now, I will tell you about my first experience in Costco in America coming from England. I just use the word consumerism because I have a really, really hard time with going into Costco and Sam's Club and all these places where people are buying stuff in bulk. You don't need it. Stop stockpiling. It's maniacal. It is greedy. It is everything that we should be against it makes me ill and basically that's what the tlc show was about that you had to review this week i mean people wonder <laughs> where why was all the toilet paper gone during the pandemic it was these bitches that were like oh i'm gonna go buy <laughs> i have coupons for this i'm gonna go buy out the entire shelf i mean that's not true it was everyone but still these women but it's not- they were doing that before the pandemic they they yeah. just wipe out the shelf it is genuine this this it's greed it is absolute need for fulfillment by buying things mm-hmm. i'm gonna i mean we can go through every every show um one by one i don't think k and i either want to do this i don't think our listeners want to do it but the highlights of it is like jamai and tiffany so Jamai, um, her husband lost his job. So you're like, I understand. Like you need to figure out, you have kids. You need to figure out how you can afford stuff, mm-hmm. right? Get a job. I, that may sound harsh. That may sound harsh. But the majority of these women, and once again, I have nothing against, uh, I'm going to sound completely the stereotype of someone that dislikes kids and dislikes stay-at-home women. Um, but that is not not the case whatsoever but the majority of these women i will i will tell you there is a woman here two of them that said they spend nine hours a day cutting coupons 
so that they can get a stockpile. And I thought, get a job. Get a job instead of sat at your kitchen table. They go into recycling bins to get coupons to stockpile and buy 54 um, cartons or whatever it is or bottles of mustard. You don't need that. That is not going to help your family. Go and get a job. Go and socialize. Understand the real world and stop getting all your gratification from just filling rooms in your house of stuff. It's so stupid. They're like, oh, well, we've saved $40,000 on food. And it's like, yeah, but you're filling, you have have toilet paper underneath your son's bed. You're, it's disgusting. You're filling your house with products. And to be fair, to be fair, a yep, lot of them I do know. donate the, some of the food. Not a lot. Well, I will say out of, of four, there was one or okay, two. a couple of there them. There was one. But you're right. That was redeeming. That the, There was one woman, because I was going on a complete... If you think this rant was bad, you should have heard what I was screaming to my Pomeranian um, while I was watching all of this. Because it just angered me to the point this woman was in the shop... And this husband that was so miserable that was following her around the shop and you see these dead eyes and he's just like, all I want to do is break free. I don't want kids. I don't want a wife. I don't want this life in Nebraska or or Pennsylvania or wherever he lives. (laughs) He's like, I want to go and have an affair with a 25-year-old and just live on the beach. (laughs) Like, he was so depressed he wanted wanted to dip out like jethro so he wanted to dip out like jethro um (laughs) but probably but i feel like these guys would look after their kids but just he needed to get out of this whole situation because she was saying no grab three more um three more things of mustard we need so it's like 50 bottles of mustard so they clear out the shelf of the mustard and the the husband is like oh well let's leave a few and she goes no 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 let's mm-hmm. get all and they leave one mustard and he go, he turns to her and he goes I don't even like mustard I don't even eat it yeah and she goes and she goes oh I, I for- you know what I forgot that what does that say about your partner you don't eat okay it was you know what you know what the show was instead of it being titled extreme couponing it should have been it should have been titled how not to have a marriage how to have or how to have a horrendous marriage do everything that these people are doing it was dead-eyed husbands and dead-eyed wives and horrendous haircuts and by the way these women's um joy every week was going to the supermarket it was there was one that was like i need to put on my makeup because i want to look my best that was that was jamie i think and she so she has the Karen haircut too, with like the chunky highlights and these like chunky knee high, or yeah knee high like leather boots, boots over jeans. And yeah, the rush that she got at the register, yeah. and I'm pretty sure she said she goes four times a week. Yeah, and yeah, they're just at the register for like two hours. That's what was another thing. This is not like she's going to the shops like the majority of us do. She said, and it was the register. It was to us. This poor checkout girl was like, okay, what's the next coupon? And this rush she got, I just wanted to be like, you should just try cocaine. Like, just try a drug. Because even a coke addiction is going to be better than this. And much more fun. Honestly. I mean, this is not... 
So she spends, and they frame it, they frame it like, she got this, this, and this. She spent a retail value of $2,000, but she only had to spend 200 And it's like, oh, this fun thing. And it's really like basically an episode of My Strange Addictions. Right, and can we add that that's a really good point you just brought up. What they do is, and ev- like we say, we can run through all this. All the shows are the same. They have two people, um, and what it is is going through how they get coupons, how they work out the maths of it all, and then they go into these grocery stores where these poor people um, that are just trying to get their job and finish their shift are spending hours checking these morons out and who are just buying... And by the way, it's all junk. Did you see? It's all like oh. juice that's filled with sugar and like Snickers bars and bologna, like mustard. It's like hot no- dogs. Bologna. Exactly. It's nothing of any good quality. Like uh, Casamigos tequila <laughs> that is available at your uh, local Ralph's and good liquor stores. I could really, um, I could really understand stockpiling dozens of cans of Austin Beerworks Mega Flora Juicy Double IPA. That just makes sense. <laughs> okay. Uh, back, back to the show. Um, but So it is, it's at, and the food that they're buying is junk. It really is just junk food that has no, pro, has no nutrients at all in it. And um, what we're not really going through here is that they go, that, that they do, you know, uh, she, all of this came to, if you bought it, say $2,000 and she spent $98 for all of this. Okay. First of all, majority of it is something she doesn't want. Um, also, what you have to understand is that she... I have here, the first episode, six hours to prepare for a shopping trip. That is an entire work day. You include your lunch break, you include whatever. That is an entire work day that she spends, and she does this three times a week, to just... She goes to just look at shelves of stuff. And they have their kids Dude. they have their kids in on it too. <sighs> it's like God. the kids instead of doing their homework, they're like clipping coupons yeah. with mom and it's like okay, I understand it's... teaching your kids good money habits and stuff, but sure. this is other level. It's like all this family is doing and it is sh- gross consumerism. It is it made me ill, Kate watching these people yeah. it really did it was terrible it was disgusting and they are they're just all the same they just all you know they get that there's a genuine physical reaction like an addiction um i mean it's a crossover to my strange addiction mm-hmm. it really is of them just being so excited to see this reduction in in money but then you look at it and you're like you don't need any of this no. You don't need it. There's even one. I mean, we can go through. So it was Jamee and Tiffany. And then we had, um, she had sh- Tiffany had shelving in her bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, to be fair, like there are some things I have to be a little bit fair about, unfortunately. Tiffany has seven kids. Right. First of all, ooh. Uh, second of all, um, she did say that um, by doing this, they save money for university. So that that makes i got it okay that makes a little bit of sense missy and amy oh yeah carry on she also said to the camera sometimes i feel like the walls are closing in on me i think she was the one who had used her children's bedrooms she basically lined her children's bedrooms with canned food and 
um she had shelving in her bedroom as well this was the one that had shelving in her bedroom she's trying to have sex with her husband and she's looking at jars of tomato sauce i mean i canned corn it's (sighs) is there nothing anyway then we go on to season one episode four we did missy and amy missy had uh, stacks of cat treats and just says don't have a cat so i wrote in capitals give to a fucking shelter you moron (laughs) why are there stacks of cat treats where there are animals that are dying in the street because they can't they don't have any care why don't you give that to a shelter and she also said quote i receive coupons from god oh yeah that was so so you can imagine my response my pomeranian uh named kitten who is the most stunning angel that's ever existed um as well as lucy um was he had to hear it all he had to hear it all while i was watching this (laughs) i mean i tried to have it on in the background while i'm doing something else going for going for drinks driving i can just have it in the background try and get some knowledge this one i was actually watching and appalling a lot i get them from god god delivers them to me uh, you know what? No, he doesn't, actually. No. So, moron. Um, then we had a piece of shit named Amy. And yeah, I will go I will go on record to say piece of shit because they're deer hunters. Yeah. So... Um, I knew you'd hate this one. Yeah. Of course. So, you pieces of shit decide to go out and kill defenseless, innocent beautiful animals in the wild because it makes you get a fucking hard on in your shit town with no lives nothing no aspirations other than growing up and dying in the same area that you live and also having 93 bags of croutons that's what they had they had 93 bags of croutons now they are full of i mean the crew they're not even croutons it's not bread at that point i don't know what it was it's 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 sodium and it's god knows what um and she this piece of shit amy also said quote god helped me well you know what you believe so much in god let's see how he judges you when you've been killing innocent animals you piece (laughs) of dirt her husband is uh with the kids and he's like yeah we we don't really even play sports because we'd, re- we'd rather be out in the woods hunting. And I'm like, okay, so this isn't... I'm going to hunt him. I'm just going to say on this podcast right now, how about we start switching shit up and I'll start fucking hunting you because I will win and we're going to protect the animals and we're going to cut out these pieces of human garbage. Yeah. <sighs> I had to, okay, I had to just release. I had so to that release. was Amy. Um <laughs> <laughs> moving swiftly on from pauline's break um in her uh, mental uh, faculties we would like to add that sometimes if you have a break casamigos is a great great option just to smooth it all out (sighs) that was amy anyway next one was uh season two episode 11 katie and erin katie was 21 years old getting in recycling bins 10 times a week with two kids 
Sorry, I just have a lot of sighing on this yeah. one. I have a lot. I have a lot of sighing about this. She's 21 with two children. She had a basketball scholarship, but apparently she somehow had these two kids. So she lives with her parents. She gets some recycling means ten times ten times a week to grab coupons, and she still goes. To, she's going to university. Um, going to university, she, but still has time twice a day. I know. How? I mean, you know, with partying and, and two kids in university. I and she said, this is a quote. I swear to God, this is a quote I had to put down. So as I said, 21, two kids. She said, quote, I thought my world had ended when I had oh. them. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mum. Hey, Katie's kids, I hope you're listening to this. That's what your mother said. Bad decisions. Um, she checked out for four hours. And the store was closing. If I was this cashier, she, I. Oh. Okay, these cashiers check out for four hours, not shopping for four hours. Checking out, and you know what, Kate? I looked at that shit. It was all cookies and crisps, like chips. It was. It was nothing of nutritional value. Nothing. It's just all junk, dude. It's like. How about you, because you're supposed to, for a healthy diet, you're supposed to shop around the edge of the store, okay? Because mm-hmm. you're getting mm-hmm. the produce, you're getting, you know, maybe some milk, maybe some cheese, eggs. Yeah. The middle of the store where they're using the these worst. coupons. It's all the, pr- it's it's the all worst. The pr- and I'm not here to shame. I eat chips and shit too, but like. Of course. Yeah, these people sure. are getting boxes and boxes of this terrible food just because and some yeah. of it they're like actually the store is gonna owe me a dollar if i buy this oh, cereal right. right because they or they bought 15 razors mm-hmm. and they're like i'll get two dollars yeah. back it it, it re- i really think there is a massive issue with the consumers and they have an addiction mm-hmm to getting stuff to make themselves feel good. And they completely vocalize it. They completely say, oh, I've got a thrill. I've got a thrill. Yeah. Um, like- the only thing that really you should be going around the edges, as we say, of a supermarket, go through once in a while in the middle aisles. Right. Because in there you'll find Casamigos tequila. <laughs> and I think... <laughs> Which you will never get a coupon for. Let's just say, Let's just put that out there. There's some products you will never get a coupon for. <laughs> um, this lady's like, I have, okay. I have to buy these ten, these twenty packets of cream cheese, and you know what? It, it actually freezes really well. But I'm gonna get paid to buy the, all this cream cheese, and it's like, yeah, you know what else you would get paid to do? Work, work, a job, get a job. How about you just go and get a the? That was what it is. I think that if I had watched this. And it had been people that were like, I cut all these coupons out and I made money or I saved money. I would be less angry. I mean, I wouldn't be less angry about the people that kill innocent animals, but I would be less angry at at the rest of them. However, you have to understand, listeners, these people broke down the amount of time that they spend doing this. It was insane amount of times. Eight hours in one day couponing and they had people in and they were cutting them all out i thought if i was the other partner that was at work all day and i came home and i was like you've been sat at the fucking kitchen table cutting out coupons for mustard which 
I don't even like. And this is what you're doing? Like, how about you come tickle my balls a little bit instead of <laughs> S my yeah. D. Just S my D and I'll be a lot happier. Like, can you... But there is none of that going no. on. There's none no. of that oh, going these on. These are all dead bedrooms. Dead bedrooms. Because they have so much tomato sauce and canned corn. I mean, they, they just can't. can't possibly get in the mood when there's... <laughs> She's too anxious about the coupons. <laughs> anyway, there were flow charts. There were more morons yeah. that we covered. Yeah. There was a 15-year-old boy, but none of us even need no. to talk about it. It was just, it was awful. Pounds of learning. Oh, I <laughs> just realized on my notes, didn't even give it any. Uh, let me give it now. Pounds of learning for these pile of monsters. I did learn that um, the time that they spent is even more horrendous than I thought. So I'm going to give them three pounds of learning. Kate? I did, I did six. Okay, there we go. All right, end of that. I mean, that's done. That's done. These people are horrendous. Um, so, Kate, this is when we get, we get a little bit excited, Kate. We get a little bit of tingling because we are going to our wheel of shame. For anyone that is a new listener, welcome. Um, our wheel of shame is where we put all of the episodes on TLC, all of the um, shows on TLC, we randomly, and we never, just to God's honest truth, we never, ever change this. Whatever the wheel of shame pulls for us, we listen. Mm-hmm. We don't change it. We don't alter it. That's what we have. So we'll spin the wheel of shame. We'll get two shows, and those are the ones that we will be covering, watching, putting ourselves through for the next episode. So, Kate, do you think we're ready to go? Yeah. What are you hoping for? Look, I'm a broken record with um, Alaskan women looking for love. I know I'm a broken record with it. You know what I even did, Kate? I touched on it. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. Don't worry. I was on TLC and I saw it come up and I just read the synopsis and I wanted to press play and I didn't, Kate. I didn't. I was so eager, but I didn't. You gave yourself a rush like the grocery lady. (sighs) It was a little rush. It was a little rush there, but I thought, no, I'm going to wait until the wheel of shame commands me to watch it. Um, what am I looking for? I would like something easy breeze. Yeah. I don't want something too much. I don't want something with a ton of episodes. I would like maybe an easy breezy destruction of a family unit. Perfect. That's always good. Perfect. You know, yeah. something like that would be great. What about you? Um, something I'm curious to watch, and this is a new one that I'm not even sure you have added to the wheel. I can add. What? There is a teen mom-esque show that i've seen pop up on the app i believe it's called unexpected let me check because i think we have okay. that i'm gonna go through uh listeners just bear with it it is on oh, there great. unexpected okay. is so on I'm there i'm curious about yeah, that so we do have I that would, i would like to see that so you'd like to do that all right so without further ado let's spin, spin the wheel kate is spinning yeah. spinning let's see come on give us a goodie give us a goodie give us a goodie okay the first one up is Oh, no. No, 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 no. The gods, why do you forsake us? Kate, you're not ready. Toddlers and tiaras. Kate, I'm so sorry the Wheel of Shame did this. Kate, I'm so sorry. (sighs) I don't have control. Not only, not only is this 115 seasons, 
it is essentially watching children suffer for 115 seasons we just this is our breaking amish like we just reviewed we just reviewed two episodes back toddlers and tiaras where are they now and we have now toddlers and tiaras we did three episodes before this one, Breaking Amish, and then we had Return to Amish. The Wheel of Shame is playing a joke on us, Kate. The Wheel of Kate. Shame has a sense of humor, and we Kate, are... Kate, Toddlers and Tiaras, how many seasons does this I'm have, for God's sake? I'm now on Wikipedia. Guys, this is Honey Boo Boo. This is children in... Seven this is seasons, like three-year-old. Seven seasons. Listeners, we're not... We are not going against the wheel of shame. I will go with what it says, but we're not doing seven seasons. I cannot sit. I will end up in Bellevue. I will end up in a mental institution if I have to watch seven seasons of children in bikinis being ogled by men. Like, I I can't, Kate. I can't. Listen, listeners, what we're going to do is what we've done before. We'll Google, like, the most... um, kind of whatever interesting episodes or something like that or maybe we'll just watch the honey boo but we'll figure something out but we're not you what listen watching along with us we're not gonna watch seven seasons it's horrendous we just went through watching where are they now getting clips back to these women pouring sugar packets directly in the mouths of four-year-olds to get them hyper and you know what and i said Willa Shame heard me. I said in that episode, when we get to it, Kate, I can't, I'm going to be so emotionally bereft. I can't watch it. I'll be crying. I, I was crying watching these flashbacks. I can't believe it gave us toddlers and tiaras. <sighs> okay. Let's see if we get... Let's see what we get next. What if we get a biggie as well? What if we get a 90 Day Fiance? Kate, we're fucked if we get a 90 Day Fiance. <sighs> okay, you ready to spin yep. it again? Okay, toddlers and tiaras. All right. Let's spin the wheel of shame. It's spinning. Give us something. Give us something light, bright, a one-off. That's what we need, a one-off. A one-off. Okay, it is... (laughs) What? What? Oh, God, Kate. The wheel of shame has spoken. It forsakes us again. Seeking sister wife, (laughs) up close and plural. Guys, listeners, (laughs) we have literally, we covered seeking sister wife. uh, Second episode, third episode. The wheel of shame has said, you know what, assholes? You have hated these two shows. Let's get you back. Back at their, uh, back at their, their, um, sequels. Wow, 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 wow. Kate, what the hell are we supposed to do? <sighs> oh, we can't, we can't go against the Wheel of Shame. Oh, we, we couldn't possibly. All right, listeners, so, um, your shitload that you have to listen to for next week's episode is, uh, Toddlers and Tiaras. And seeking sister wife, up close and plural. They're all dead-eyed and the kids are dead-eyed in Toddlers and Tiaras. But don't worry, the men that are watching four-year-olds in bikinis will not be dead-eyed. Wow. I can't... I don't even know what... 
look, but I don't, I don't want to speak badly of the Wheel of Shame because we'll never get Alaskan women looking for love if I do. So, no, but we we cannot speak ill of the Wheel of Shame. Or no, we don't. That's when it will give us three that's wedding shows really in a spike row. Us. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It will spike us. So Wheel of Shame, we love you. So Kate, to reiterate, we have toddlers and tiaras seeking sister wife up close and plural for next week um listeners if you follow along with us in these shows we're probably as i said we're just going to do sporadic toddlers and tiaras uh, what we usually do is google top five episodes or top five most controversial we'll do something like that and that's what we'll cover um i don't know about seeking sister wife kate i don't know if it's on tlc i don't know if it's um I... i'm sure it will the original was so probably this one will be i just hope please make it a one-off kate yeah, I'm unclear on what this is. But. Okay, well, hopefully, listeners, it's like a one-off. That would be perfect. Um, but we'll do it for you. We will go to those levels. Um, we'll do all of this for you. And we're all powered by Casamigos Tequila. So we're doing <laughs> we're doing really well. You know what? I Here's the thing, though. I think if George Clooney could be offered anything to put his money behind it would be a podcast of two people discussing tlc shows i think it's a great audience for him he wishes yeah he yeah yeah you know he really does we have people in germany we have our switzerland friends we have our aussie friends we have our canadian friends we have a spanish friends we have everyone that's listening to us they all want Casamigos, and George, you know, we're doing it for you, mate. We're doing it for you. So, uh, in conclusion, <laughs> Kate, this is the end of this, uh, another episode of our shit show of reviewing TLC shows. Before we leave, um, we must go ahead and do some plugs. So, guys, um, once again, we do really genuinely appreciate so much of you um, following us and please go ahead and just spread the word with your mates tell them that you've been listening to a podcast of two morons uh reviewing shows about other morons and you know it's worth a listen it's worth a listen while you're showering going to the toilet washing the dishes counting your cans great background (laughs) it's great background great background that's how we should really market ourselves not that we actually are offering anything this podcast just great background noise that's what we should um so we want to say thank you and we also want to say to all of our listeners please go and follow us on our social media so we have our um instagram that is at tlc pod no 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 no. tender loving care pod sorry (laughs) sorry i don't have my notes let me get my notes that was really unprofessional (laughs) see once again a moron um okay so instagram and tiktok is tender loving care pod and twitter is tlc potty so instagram and tiktok tender loving care pod and twitter is tlc potty go ahead and follow us there agents in the field which we mentioned earlier in the show um please email any information you have of of being on a tlc show any information you have about people that have worked on it perhaps or maybe you've been offered a show uh tender loving care pod at gmail.com tender loving care pod at gmail.com kate do you have anything to plug this week um i do a bravo podcast with my friend bryce we are we've kind of been on a break you'll notice um but we're Mm -hmm. you know we're just taking a break we've been going for a while and we're kind of revamping and 
yep. everything. But that's mostly Bravo. Anywhere you get podcasts and on social media, we're at mostly Bravo. Mostly Bravo. Check it out. And um, by the way, I'm I'm going through all this. I'm running through all this, and I'm realizing Kate is having a massive attack with her right eye. It's watery. Have you got something in your my, eye? I think what's happening is my nose is running, and then also my sunscreen. I think is like going into my oh. eye, and so it's super irritated. Got it. I mean, I'm I've literally been plowing through this um, exit material, and Kate is sat there with a tissue to her eye, oh. barely able. To even open her eyes and I'm like let's keep going keep showbiz babe showbiz let's go on um, so my plugs for um this week as always is I have um Kate and I fell in love with our love of junk tv um including Bravo especially Bravo and the Real Housewives so what I've done is I have actually created a line of notebooks um sweaters t-shirts um all kind of surrounding the beautiful chaotic world of the real housewives of all of the franchises um i have an etsy store and i also sell in other places but the best way to find anything is to go to uh, my instagram page which is at a brit in the sun b-r-i-t in the sun um I'm also expanding into pop culture of hot messes of YouTube stars, which has been a lot of fun because the majority of them are hot messes. Um, So I'm really going into, it's a lot of Bravo, a lot of housewives, but also I'm including other hot messes. So just go to my Instagram, a Brit in the sun. You can find a ton of stuff there. All right. Well, I think we're out of here. Kate is nearly blind from her sunscreen. Um, I am feeling good because I nearly finished um, the rest of the Casamigos tequila. And um, looking for sponsorship. Anyone that wants to sponsor, sponsor us, we're, we're good with that, right? Yeah, tenderlovingcarepod at gmail.com. Let us know. And thank Mind you so you much go. for listening, everyone. Yep, we appreciate it. And uh, tune in next week while we will... De- discuss even more depressing shows <laughs> but with the kind of love that a yank and a brit has <laughs> thanks so much for listening guys we will see you next week Bye-bye. bye Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.